to say confidently, Kingsgate Community Church is not just for one generation, it's for future generations, it's for our children and our children's children, knowing that we're building for a great legacy. Thank you. Big welcome, everyone, whether you're gathered in London, Leicester, Cambridge, or in Peterborough to our Vision Sunday 2018. And about you, but I'm really excited about this year, 2018, not least because it was nearly 30 years ago that Karen and I moved from Oxford to Peterborough. <laughs> How many think we haven't changed the age at all? Can I have a show of hands in all the gatherings? No, no, no hands. Anyway. Uh, so we moved 30 years ago. It was actually in September of uh, 1988. And so this autumn, we're going to be celebrating 30 years. And I want to invite you all to celebrate that uh, with us this autumn. As I look back over the, th the last 30 years, there's many things I'm grateful for. But the number one really is that because of God's grace through Jesus Christ and the power of his love by the Holy Spirit, and because hundreds of us have partnered together with God, we've seen many lives transformed, both for this life and for all eternity. That's the headline for me. Lives have been transformed by the power of God's love. And I want to just start by saying a massive thanks to everybody who's been on the journey, whether you've joined more recently or whether you've been here for decades. You see, our long-term mission as a church, can we say this again together, is this. Transforming lives from our neighborhoods to the nations by the power of God's love. And as grateful as I am for all that Lord has done and is doing in our lives and the lives of many others, I come today with this burning conviction, we can't stop here. For the sake of the multitudes around us who don't know Christ, and for the sake of the generations that are coming up behind us, we must keep going, we must keep partnering with the Spirit, we must keep pressing on into the things of God so that many more lives can be transformed by the power of God's love, both in our neighborhoods and the nations. Amen. And that's where our 2020 vision fits in. Uh, many of you know that in 2016, we sought the Lord, did some extensive praying and planning, looking to ask the Lord for what would he have us do between now and 2020. And there was a double sort of play on the word 2020. We needed extra vision clarity 
hence 2020, but also we believe there's something that can happen when we set out, as it were, a four-year time frame like this and say, God, if we all together play our part, what can we see between what was then 2017 and 2020? And thankfully, the Lord did give us fresh vision. And I, I want to just share the headlines today, and then we'll unpack it over the next few weeks. So the headlines of 2020 vision are this, to turn the church inside out and to reach further out. Can we just say those two things together? Inside out, further out. Inside out and further out. So what I want to do is I want to unpack each of these in turn and, and explain a little bit how they relate to our long-term mission. You see, as we turn the church, and if you like, ourselves inside out, I believe by the power of God's love, we can see many more lives transformed locally where we are in our neighborhoods. Isn't that going to be amazing? But as we reach further out, we'll position ourselves to fulfill God's long-term goal on our lives, which is to see lives transform not just in our neighborhoods, but also in this nation and the nation. So let's look at each of these terms, um, if you like. Um, firstly, starting with the call to turn the church inside out. For those of you here this time last year, you'll remember that to undergird this, the Lord gave us, a, if you like, a prophetic picture from the Old Testament. It's Ezekiel chapter 47. It's a wonderful picture of a river, and I'd like you to watch this and listen to this. And as you do, just remember, it's not a literal river. It's a spiritual river, and it's a prophetic picture of how the Lord wants us to turn inside out. So please watch this. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing east, and the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from Engedi to Enaglaim. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. 
Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So an inspiring and a beautiful picture of the power and presence of God. Notice it started uh, coming from the temple in, in Jerusalem, which was up in the mountain, and it flowed from the inside down and out to the desert and right down to the Dead Sea. The ultimate fulfillment of that prophetic picture is actually found in Revelation 22, the last verse of the Bible, and tells us that ultimately God's plan is for the kingdom of heaven to come to earth and for there to be complete and utter transformation in the new heavens on the new earth. Looking forward to that? That's the ultimate fulfillment. But in the age we live, if you like, in this gospel age, we have our part to play to pray and work together to see God's kingdom come and God's will be done, represented by this glorious river of the power and presence of God. And we'll notice there that the direction is inside out. And what we've said is that our response to that is to do two things, two movements. First, we need to gather inside, and then we need to go out. Can we say that together? Gather and go. Gather and go. Two movements. Let's look at each in turn. Firstly, it's the call and the reminder for us to gather. Notice that the river starts inside the temple. The Old Testament temple was a physical temple, but the New Testament temple, where we are now, is a spiritual temple. And both those temples were supposed to be where the omnipresent God chose to particularly manifest or make himself known in a special way. Let me just give you a couple of scriptures from the New Testament. Um, In 1 Peter 2 verse 5, Peter says um, that we are a spiritual temple being made up of living stones who are being built together into what kind of a house? A spiritual house. Paul picks up on this in 1 Corinthians 3.16 and says, Don't you know that you yourselves, the church, are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you. Do we know that, Kingsgate? That each and every one of us are individual living stones, if you like. The presence of God lives in us, but there's something dynamic about when we come together, as it were, and make up this glorious spiritual temple. Think for a moment with me again. When we gather together, the glorious, holy power and presence of the living God lives and dwells and moves amongst us. Amen? Whether there's 10 of us in a small group, whether there's hundreds of us in a celebration meeting, God is in our midst. And so I believe that part of 2020 vision is a reminder for us to keep gathering And not to lose the wonder of gathering. I'm very passionate about this, as many of you know, because it was in 1983, as a student far away from God, somebody invited me to a gathering of a local church in the center of Oxford, 
And in that gathering, it was actually at the end of the gathering, I experienced the holy presence of God that was there in amongst the people of God come on me. I knew unmistakably for the first time that God was real. He was alive. I sensed his love and his power almost arresting me. And that encounter led several months later to my salvation. So I'm eternally grateful for the power of God's people gathering because that gathering changed my life. And so when we started Kingsgate uh, nearly 30 years ago, it was obvious, partly because it's biblically what we're to do, but it was obvious that we were to place gatherings at the center of what we were called to do. And so for the last 30 years, starting with the very first gathering we had in our home with nine people in one city, through to now thousands gathering across four cities in homes and in different locations, can I remind us all, let's not lose the wonder of gathering. Let's recognize that God is in our midst. And when we come together for worship and fellowship and teaching and prayer and ministry, God comes in the midst. He changes our lives. How many of you know that your life is still being changed? Yeah. Mine is. But he also changes the lives of others who come into our midst. I just had a great story this week of somebody for the first time came into our, one of our gatherings sometime last year, filled with our anxiety. And her testimony was, as she came out of the, her, that gathering, her anxiety had gone, she experienced a new freedom. And the Connect leader who wrote in and gave the testimony said, it was wonderful to see. We are truly witnessing the process of a transformed life. What more could we ask for? On the way to church, I prayed that there would be a party in heaven, and I'm convinced there was. Praise God. Just one example of somebody who comes into a gathering, and their lives are transformed. How many want more and more of those stories? More and more lives transformed, ours and others as we gather. Well, in 2018 then, let's make a fresh decision not to lose the wonder of gathering, not to become over-familiar, but let's gather in faith and expectancy that we will see a greater manifestation of the glory of God than we've ever seen in the last 30 years. Amen. How are we going to do that? Well, let's come together with new expectancy. Can I have an amen? amen. Greater regularity. Amen. Greater punctuality. Amen. Greater passion to worship God and honor him and to pray and expectancy for him to speak to us and, you know, serve one another through teams and in life groups. Let's together believe that in 2018 and beyond, we're going to see more of God's glory come as we gather together. But we can't stop there because 2020 vision and Ezekiel's temple starts with a sense of us as the gathered people of God gathering inside but then notice that the river doesn't stay inside, it goes out. Wonderful as it is to have thousands of people in our Kingsgate family gathering, how many know that there are many, many more, tens of thousands of people in all our communities, across our cities, who don't know the gospel of Jesus Christ and are facing a lost eternity? How many agree with me? Therefore, we can't just keep the blessing inside, we've got to go out. And the good news is, God goes with us because it's his river. We are partnering with the Spirit who is a spirit of mission. And so it's important that we come together. It's important that we gather. We gather and then we go out hopefully equipped and empowered every time we gather to go out and to represent the King wherever we are and whatever we do 
and whoever we meet. Last year, we used this phrase that I want to remind you of. It's this vision for your life, that you're not just a Christian when you come into church meetings. You're a 24-7 Christian. You are a kingdom ambassador. Amen. What does an ambassador do? Represent, if you like, the host country. We are here as representatives of the kingdom of heaven and King Jesus himself wherever we go. I, I like to remind myself of that. You know, when I, when I go to the gym, oh, it's hard to keep going. <laughs> when I sit in the jacuzzi, that's easy. <laughs> when I go and see my neighbors, when I interact with somebody serving me on a table in a restaurant, when I fill up my petrol, I like to remind myself that wherever I go, I am representing the king in my life, in my words, and without preaching to everybody, I'm aware there may be opportunities that I will get to share the love and the good news of Jesus Christ wherever I go. That's about what it means to be a kingdom ambassador. And I remember when I first, almost like the Lord drew me to this scripture, sort of 18 months ago, that this phrase leapt out to me in Ezekiel 47 verse 9. It's in the message translation. I love this. It says, wherever, say wherever, Wherever the river flows, life will flourish. Where the river flows, life abounds. You're a carrier of the life of God. God wants to change the world through people like you and people like me. Wow, what a privilege. And then notice in the uh, picture of the river, did did you notice that the trees supernatural trees bearing fruit. Well, I think it's a picture of both the, the, the fruit, the food, and the leaves that were for healing. It's a wonderful foreshadowing of the ministry of Jesus, Acts 10, 38, how he went around doing good. How many want to go around and do good? And healing, it says, all who are oppressed the devil. And so let's, as we interact with people, let's go, let's do good, let's, let's lay hands on the sick, let's believe that they're going to recover demonstrate the goodness of Jesus wherever we go. And then I love the picture of the, the fish in this passage. You know, in a previous desert area, there's water. In a previous sea, the Dead Sea, there's life and there's great swarms. There's an abundance of fish. And I believe that prophetically speaks that Um, You know, just from very small beginnings in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, if you like, the Gospel River has been flowing all across the nations, and we have our part to play. And I believe in these end times, even in our generation, we need to believe for a mighty end time um, salvation harvest of souls. The fish here represent people. The fishermen represent us as we partner with the Holy Spirit to see many more men and women uh, and young people come to know Jesus Christ. Believe for that with me? And I love how the river goes down into the Dead Sea and, as it were, transforms that that sea. Uh, There's a desalination of the water. It's fresh. It's life-giving. Can I say, let's never ever look at a person or look at a neighborhood or look at a community and say, it's too dead, it's too lost, it's too desolate for our God. God specializes in his life going to the lowest and the deadest and the most desolate places and situations because he's a good God. Amen. So we've got to go and allow the Holy Spirit to take us further. Because notice that the river increased in depth 
the further away it went from the temple, which is, in, which is amazing. It starts as a trickle, then goes ankle deep, then knee deep, then waist high. Then the, the river gets so deep that the only way you can navigate is you have to swim in it. And we're kind of taking that as a little bit of a kind of a prophetic encouragement for us at Kingsgate over these four years. If you like, we could say in 2017, uh, many of us in a new way, we, 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 we stepped out further. You could say, some of you say, I felt like I went ankle deep. How many want to go deeper in 2018? And the great news is we have made a great start to this 2017 vision in going inside out. I'm hearing great stories First of many individuals who've stepped out in a new way and sought to represent the love and the life of Jesus where they are. Can I say to every single one of you who's done that, if you like, you've taken a next step for, um, in terms of reaching people, well done. And then we've taken a great next steps in groups together. And I, I want you to join with me in just celebrating and thanking all the amazing and cluster leaders and group leaders in all our centers and all the members who said, together, we're going to go and we're going to pray and we're going to serve and we're going to share the good news of Jesus like never before. Why don't we put our hands together and thank everybody who stepped out in a new way in our groups. And then I just want to say thank you and well done to every one of you who took part in one of our I Love My City initiatives or Maybe you're a regular part of our amazing community action ministries in one of our centers. But of course, as we do that, the good news is we begin to see fruit. God works with us. It's his river. And I've got loads and loads of stories I could share, and I'll, we'll be sharing a few more of these in our local members' meetings. But just for now, a couple things stand out to me. First was last autumn. On the back of... Months and months of faithful sowing into our schools in Peterborough. Our youth team going into schools, as it were, go initiative. Last autumn, we had by far and away our largest ever youth alpha. We saw many young church, unchurched young people come. Some giving their lives to the Lord during the course. Others of them came at Christmas celebration and gave their lives to the Lord. Isn't that fantastic? People went out and they brought them in and as a result, people's lives have been eternally changed. Talking of Christmas, wasn't that a great end to the year? Yes. You know, we went out, many of us in a new way, with an, a new boldness to invite like never before. In Cambridge, I know they had by far and away the largest number of people who'd ever come to a service. In Peterborough, we had by far and away the largest ever response to the gospel that we've had in our whole history in terms of one weekend. It was incredible. Why don't we just celebrate that? Thank you, Lord, for all that you did through Christmas and through 2017. And of course, it's all about the individual stories behind that. Uh, one, of, one that I heard was of somebody who wrote on a Keep in Touch card, lady who was first contacted by one of our local clusters, in fact, in Warrington, at a carnival event in 2016. So they went out. This lady had a contact with us. And then her next connection, she saw the advert on the bus last, last December. She came to our celebration services on her first visit. She gave her life to Christ. Yeah. Praise God. That's a great start, but how many of you want to go further 
and go deeper in the things of the Spirit in 2018? How many will see more fruit as we um, go inside out? Well, there's, there's lots that we're going to share over the next few weeks. But let me just say that at, at our members meeting, I'm gonna, we're going to be sharing just some ways that we want to help support you as a kingdom ambassador where you are. For those of you in work, we've got a great equipping course that we're wanting to roll out. We want new prayer strategies to help you um, on on your front line. And we also, as a whole church, want to be equipped to be more effective and more confident in actually sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. How many of you like to grow in your confidence to actually speak to others about Jesus Christ? Well, uh, we've got a, a great course that we're... Um, putting together and we're working together with others on a national level to roll out a great um, evangelism equipping course. um, And we'll say more about that next week. That's individually. But do you know, we can do more together than we can alone. And so we want to build this year, 2018, on a lot of the success of the group and cluster initiatives last that we started or we increased last year. Um, uh, Groups, clusters, connect groups are going to be coming together. We're going to reach a lot more people through more events and through more projects. We're going to pray. We're going to serve people in Jesus' name. We're going to share the gospel like never before. And then we're going to run more I Love My City or I Love My Community events because we believe that as we're obedient to God, we are going to see more people's lives transformed in 2018 than ever before. Believe with that? Praise God. So, that's inside out. It's a call for us to gather and to go. But there's a second part of our 2020 vision that I just want to hit the highlights of. And then in a few weeks' time, we've got a whole mission Sunday. So, we'll say a lot more about it. But just for now, I want to just mention again that as well as going inside out, reaching more people in our neighborhoods, God has put a call and a mandate on us at Kingsgate to reach further out, to have an impact on the nation and the nation. So inside out, but also we're called to reach further out. How are we going to do that? Well, there's two main ways that we feel the Lord is equipping us to do that. First, within Kingsgate, and the second is beyond Kingsgate. Let me briefly explain. Firstly, within Kingsgate. Between now and 2020... We want to make a focus and a priority to see all four of our different centres that are at very different stages of their development, London, Leicester, Cambridge and Peterborough, we want to see them all grow, take ground and break through to the next level. How many agree with me on that? In other words, before we do more centres beyond 2020, and we believe God has spoken to us about that, we want to multiply beyond where we are, we want to be faithful stewards with what God has already given us. So each of those centers gets healthy and strong and takes ground for the next season. Amen? So let me just briefly talk about um, these four different centers. And by the way, if you think, well, that's, that's a bit small, can I say if you include London, that's 11 million people in that whole sphere. Big enough? Enough to be going on with between now and 2020? And of course, the majority of those people aren't in any church. So, very briefly, London, great core of people who are meeting 
weekly in groups, and then once a week they're gathering together for um, celebration services. By the end of 2018, we want to be running weekly Sunday services in London. Agree with that? Pray with that? Secondly, Leicester. Obviously, it's been going longer. There's a larger group of people. Um, Great core, faithfully serving the King and Kingsgate. And what we want to see is a strategic move from where they're currently located in the east of the city, right on the edge. And we're praying and planning and believing from a strategic move to the heart of the city and to the city center, a, a church that can really make a difference to the whole city and eventually the region. That's Leicester. And then Cambridge, Kingsgate, Cambridge. Um, it's been going now uh, for longer. It's still growing. It's a fantastic intergenerational multicultural church that's growing amongst students. It's growing amongst residents. It's growing amongst people who live in the city and come in from the region, as well as going inside out like we all want to do. I know that um, Simon, center pastor, is particularly excited about the fact that in the autumn of this year, there's a mission, a youth mission across the whole of Cambridgeshire, the biggest youth mission for a generation, and so we want to play our part to reach more young people in Cambridge and Cambridgeshire in 2018. Amen. Yeah, come on, let's give God praise for what he's going to do. And then in Peterborough, well, isn't God alive and well and doing great things? And as well as us all playing our part to go inside out, again, it seems that God is speaking about next generation. Uh, many of you know that the largest youth ministry in the country uh, brought their main camps um, into, of all cities, where are they gathering in the summers? Peterborough. A national youth initiative called Hope Rev, of all the cities in the country where it could be based, it's based where? Peterborough. And then recently, Phil Pringle um, came to us and he, start, he spoke about a move of God amongst young people. And so we just want to say, Holy Spirit, we want to partner with you. We want to reach many more young people, children, youth, young adults than we've ever seen before. And so I believe that's going to be a thrust that we're going to see in 2018 and beyond. So that's within Kingsgate. Each center growing, ready to break through for the next level. But also, but God is calling us to reach beyond Kingsgate. You see, we can do so much as it were, together within this local church. But God has given us um, increasing favor to help others beyond Kingsgate. And I'll say more about this in a few weeks' time. But a couple of highlights. One is the learning communities that we've been running for the last um, two years, helping leading churches in the UK and some in Europe grow to the next level. That's had 50 churches. We're about to run another round, and that's going to go up to nearly 65 churches. It's like there's an increasing momentum and anointing to help others in other networks and ministries break through to the next level. Excited about that? And our partnering together here is helping others grow and break through too. And then through some of our books and courses and resources, we're getting great feedback from other um, believers and other churches are getting helped. We've just agreed with UCB that we're going to make our uh, Sunday services available for them to put out on their Christian channel, um, which is a, a great another opportunity. And then finally, 
just to say we're committed not just to this nation, but to other nations, not just to ministries that help people spiritually, but also help people physically too. And so we want to continue sowing out into the nations, want to continue partnering with other organizations like Belembu in Swaziland, Heart for Lebanon, and child sponsorship through Compassion. So let me, let me remind you, where are we going? Inside out, and we are going further out. Why are we doing this? What's it all for? It's because... There is a loving Father God who's created every single person who's ever been born ultimately in His image. He sent His very Son to come be born, to live, to die, to rise again that every single person who ever lived can come and know God as Father, have their lives changed, be eternally saved. He sent His Holy Spirit to help transform us so that we might fulfill His destiny for our lives. Can I say, why are we going inside out? Why are we reaching further out? Why are we wanting to go to neighborhoods and nations? Why don't we just sit back and have a comfortable life? Because people matter to God. It's all about people, young people coming into Kingsgate and growing up. People are not part of Kingsgate being brought in and having their lives transformed. And I want to just show you a short little summary of just a tiny proportion of the people whose lives have been transformed, some very recently. Please watch this. I'd say the first main change that God has done in my life is I've developed a relationship and a personal relationship with Jesus and it's changed everything from my wants, my desires, who I'd spend my time with, what I spend my time doing. A year ago my friend invited me to church and since becoming a Christian my life has been really transformed. I used to suffer with anxiety a lot but now I do feel a sense of inner peace. I love Kingsgate Leicester and Kingsgate as a whole because of the leadership, the vision, the passion, and the commitment of people serving week in, week out. It's mind-blowing, and it just wants to make you go and on and on and on and on. Um, before I found God, there was this missing piece, um, and I used the going out drinking and meeting people in pubs to fill the void. And when I found Jesus, it completely filled that um, Void and I just felt transformed. I felt happy, content with everything. I didn't need to look for anything else. I've grown up in church and it's been so great to have Kingsgate as a constant in times of real change and uncertainty. Two years ago, I had a brain hemorrhage. The doctors thought I was going to die or be wheelchair bound. Uh, but my Kingsgate family kept on praying for me and, and I'm healthy and fit today. One thing I can share with you is that prayer does work, so keep praying. I was really challenged to start tithing, and once I made that decision, I found some amazing provision at work. Everything turned around for me, so it was great. We believed God for a house, and um, somebody gave us almost three times what we had given uh, that year, and we were able to move into our house by the end of year, and we just want to thank God for that. 
My relationship with God has really developed over the past few years, especially through being part of the youth band, which has really helped me grow in confidence, but also learn what it means to worship. He has been as faithful as ever <laughs> in um, joining me on this journey and, um, and just filling me with hope and love and light um, and courage to step out for him. Um, what I love about this church is being a student away from home, being able to have a church where I'm able to grow my faith and knowing that even though I'm far away, there's always home here. My first touching heaven, there was a word given about the Chinese community and the Chinese were coming. We felt God's call to uh, Kingsgate to be part of the Chinese fellowship and it's just mushroomed and grown, it's got really great and it's a wonderful time meeting with the Chinese. And at the same Touching Heaven meeting, we both went forward for a, a, a word about physical healing. Both were suffering from physical ailments and we went forward for healing, but got a word about healing from bereavement as well. And as we both lost our fathers in recent months, we knew this was the place God wanted us to be, to be healed mind, body and spirit. So I've been coming Kingsgate now for a couple of years. I will say I was just coming for the community side. Wouldn't have considered myself a Christian. Um, went to the Young Adults Weekend Away for 2017. And from that point onwards, God's had an amazing impact in my life. Um, I then got baptized last year and um, God's just been doing amazing things. I've had a lot of heartache in my life and a lot of hard times. Um, the hardest time in my life was when my son died. He was seven years old. Since then, it's, there's been a, it's been a process um, of understanding, is there a God? Because if there is a God, what's going on? But three years ago, I was asked to come to Kingsgate, and for three months, I just cried. I cried and cried, and I know now that that was the Holy Spirit. I met the Holy Spirit here, and he was just emptying out all those hurts and all those pains. During that three months, I went to celebrate recovery, I went to Beta, I went to Alpha, and I did the commitment course. And they've been amazing, because through them, I've gone on a journey where I've recovered, I've got a sense of freedom from all those hurts, I have a peace from all that fear and all those worries that I had of my son and life in general. I have an amazing peace and that has only come through God. I know God in a way that I've never ever known him before and he's amazing. God is amazing. Thank you Lord. Isn't it wonderful what happens when we partner with the Holy Spirit? How he's transforming people's lives. So many different people in so many different ways. And so, how do we respond to that? What's next? Well, the answer is that all of us have a unique part to play in God's great plan. I want you to do something practically for me for just a moment. I'd like you to take out your thumb and look at it. Do you know, you're looking at a one-of-a-kind thumbprint. There's not another thumbprint exactly like this, and there never will be. It's totally unique. And I just Googled, I got Andrew to Google, apparently it's different from the other one as well. Not exactly the same. Why? Because you're unique. There's only one of you. 
And God has a plan and purpose for your life. Yes, to receive his blessing. Yes, to have your life transformed on an increasingly wonderful way. But then to go out and play your part, as it were, put your thumbprint by the power of the Holy Spirit in other people's lives so that their lives can be changed both now and for all eternity. And in all our gatherings, you'll notice at the front, there's a transforming lives sign. And in just a moment, I want to ask you whether at this stage, this early stage of the series, we're going to be, over the next few weeks, unpacking more practically what this looks like. But today, whether you're prepared to say heart response, I'm prepared to play my part, to put, as it were, my thumbprint, partnering with the the big thumbprint of God to see other people's lives changed for all eternity. And if you are, in a moment, we're going to come forward, we take communion as a reminder that everything that we've received and everything anyone else will receive is because of Jesus Christ, because of his cross, and then we're going to come, take communion, we're going to put our thumbprint on these signs as a way of saying, together, Lord, we're going to make a difference, see many more lives transformed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord, for your amazing purpose and power and presence. We pray, Lord, that you'll anoint us now as we respond to your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Amen.